This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Barreled Up by Ball Cap Sports. Here's your, here's your, here's your host, Jim Wiley. Welcome back into the Barreled Up podcast, everybody. The 2023 baseball season is over, so we need to have a World Series playoff postseason detox. And I thought there was nobody better to do that with than a man that was watching every single minute of every single game going live every single game after this postseason. Then my buddy Robbie Hyde. First, real quick, I want to remind you, though, if you have not yet to subscribe to the pod, make sure to turn those automatic downloads on so you get the content as soon as it is available. And help us grow. Rate and review this thing. Now, with that being said, Robbie, it's over. You get to breathe. You get to come up for air. How are you doing? Uh, You know, I'm not going to lie. It felt really good today, knowing that. Yeah, it was a bittersweet thing because, you know, I like watching me some baseball. But at the same Mm -hmm. time, it felt nice waking up today because, you know, I have my day job. And it felt nice to know that I'm going to go to work and I'm going to come home and I don't have to, you know, run a stream again for like the 40th straight day. It feels like so, you know, it it has its perks, but, you know, but Mm -hmm. it's also a little sad, but we got the off season coming up. So we have that to be excited for. Yeah, I was, um, you know, again, just sort of those that are listening, those that maybe watch, depending on what segments of this we run for, for video purposes, um, you know, I'm sure there, there there is some interest in in the, that behind behind the curtain element to it. It's it's a lot of fun, and I know you'll agree with me on that. It is a lot of fun. There's a good rush that comes along with it, but it's also it's one of those things where every single day there's no breaks because even even when there's an off day, there's something to preview. Um, so to finally have a day off, if you will. Um, is just kind of mentally refreshing, which is only going to gear you and me up even more for what's to come now these these next few months. But uh, let's let's circle back. How are you feeling about our World Series champion, the Rangers? You feeling good about how this played out? Four games to one. How you feeling? I, ju- I just think the Rangers in the end really showed us what you need to do to win a World Series, right? It, mm-hmm. it comes down to two things, player development and spending the money. When you you know go yeah. back to the last couple of off seasons, the Rangers, they spent the money. They dropped the big bucks, but it wasn't just that that won them a World Series. It was developing all of these players that came up and really contributed, and especially in – high leverage situations and important games like Evan Carter, Josh Young really stepping up for them in this postseason, you know, and then the guys that they brought in, obviously Corey Seager, Marcus Semyon, these are, you know, big ticket guys they brought in and they 
showed why they got paid the big bucks. The Rangers, when you look back on everything, in my opinion, they were the rightful winners of this thing, you know, because, yeah. you know, looking at the Diamondbacks, sure, that was that was fun. You know, I, who saw that? I mean, no one saw that. I had them getting swept <laughs> in, the, in the division round. I had them losing to the Brewers in the wild card round. Mm -hmm. Many people did. But it comes down to, you know, the Diamondbacks were, if you look at what they've done over the last few years, very strong on player development. But, you know, sure, yeah, they signed Corbin Carroll to the extension. Could tell Marte, you know, got him locked up to an extension. But they didn't have the Corey Seager and the Marcus Semien. They didn't have those guys. They didn't have, you know, the Jordan Montgomery who yeah. really stepped up for them, uh, you know, and Nathan Evaldi, obviously. Mm -hmm. it, that was the difference to me. And the Rangers, I think, when it came down to it, they were just the class of this World Series. And it's no surprise to me that they yeah. won in a pretty short series. I think that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we can all feel good about who the World Series champion is. The Texas Rangers were by many considered to be one of the top five teams in baseball this season for the majority of the season. So we can't really scoff at that. And, uh, you know, there was there was some disappointment that the teams that won 100 games were out rather yeah. early. Uh, they were not competing at the end. And we'll talk about the playoff format in a minute. I, I want to get your thoughts on that, and I have a thought or two as well. But in the end, the World Series champion is a – a, a, a nice representation of yep. the 2023 season and your thoughts on the diamondbacks are right on. And it was said a lot of times at the broadcast that, that the diamondbacks were here early. They were a year or two ahead of schedule. And sometimes when you're early, you may be unprepared. And that's kind of how I looked at this. They had three starters. They entered, they made it to the world series with three starting pitchers and one of them, Brandon Fott, came into the postseason with one of the biggest question marks of any of the players we had, and he stepped up and he showed up. That was great. It's great things for Arizona to build on. But imagine if Arizona at the trade deadline had gone out there and got a starting pitcher that could have given them some significant contribution, some significant innings at least, somebody that could go four innings. You don't have to have that bullpen game uh, in game four of the World Series. Um, and you talked about the bats too. Same thing. You, there's there's experience. There's postseason experience. A lot of it on that Texas side. And these guys for the Diamondbacks were going through these games, going through these rounds for the very first time. Maybe Christian Walker was struggling because he was pressing because he hadn't been here before. Corbin Carroll would have a good game. And we, there was no consistency with Corbin Carroll. This was his first time going through it. So there's a lot that when you're early, you're maybe unprepared but next time through, you'll be better for. And Diamondbacks fans that want to be disappointed, sure, you have a right to be disappointed. You lost the World Series. But there's so many good things to take from this season and build upon moving forward. And now maybe you're – I mean, the path is there, right? I was saying this in my stream last night. Any team that feels like they are maybe just one or two stars away from getting, getting to the top of that mountain, the Rangers showed you how to do it. Just go out there and get them, right? Go out there and get those guys. That's what the Rangers did the last two off seasons. Yep. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, yeah, sure. You know, you look at these small market teams, like, you know, the Diamondbacks, they have a very low payroll, right? And yeah. will this give them some motivation to go out there and spend this off season? Yeah. They're a team historically, you know, sure, they had the Zach Ranke signing, but 
when that happened, everyone was like, wow, look at the Diamondbacks. You know, right. this is a big contract for them. But they don't really ever do those kind of contracts. Will this be no. the motivation for them to try and get over that hump? Could they be a big factor in this market? You know, go back to last offseason. Their name was popping up with Xander Bogarts. You know, I wonder if the Diamondbacks, they go out there and make a move. I could see them, you know, with you know the ownership that they have, you know, the unwillingness in recent years, you know, and in the past to not spend the money, this could be an interesting off season for them. I'm excited yeah. to see what they do. Yeah. They're going to have to replace Lourdes Gurriel jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is one of the big issues. Um, they're going to have to add a starting pitcher mm-hmm. again. They even today, they have three starting pitchers, Ryan Nelson. They'll give him a shot in spring training, but man, it has not been that great though. He did step up admirably um, in the world series, but there's certainly if you can if you've replaced Lourdes Gurriel, you bring in a starting pitcher. There's a lot, a lot of starting pitchers available, not just in the free agent market, but in the trade market. So go out there and improve the team. And because they're gonna have to, right? Thinking about teams of these two teams, Arizona and Texas, I think we can both probably agree that there's a good chance Texas is going to be back in the playoffs next year, making a run to try to defend their title. Arizona. Tell me if you disagree with this. They're going to have a tough time to just make the postseason again next year. Yeah, it, it really depends just what they do this offseason. I, I think they have a good – well, I don't, I don't think – we know they have a good core in mm-hmm. place. It is it is going to be tough, though. You know, the Dodgers yeah. – <clears throat> excuse me, they're going to have uh, – they got some bullets uh, to to shoot out there. And, you know, big one, Shohei Otani, could they land him? Mm-hmm. Uh you know, the Padres, sure, they might have to get another loan, but let's see what they go out and do in the offseason. You know, they always right. like to go out and do something. Yep. It, you know, the Giants, the Giants have payroll, right? You know, yeah. the Cubs, there's going to be a lot of teams that mm-hmm. are going to be out there spending money. And the Dimebacks, if they can just keep up and do something and keep their team competitive, mm-hmm. I think they have a, a chance to still get a wild card next year, but not i'm not saying i'm not saying it based off of their own talents i'm just more looking at the other teams will they be able yeah. to keep pace and uh if they want to they're gonna have to spend some money in my opinion it's it's just too yep. tough and even though you got three playoff spots now uh, three extra playoff spots with a wild card it's still tough you know yeah. especially you know <laughs> hey all these teams now they know they have more of a chance and if you just get in you can get to the big stage and mm-hmm. now these teams i think it's just more competitive than ever in my yeah. opinion so yeah you, it's gonna be tough for them it's gonna be tough for all of them but uh-huh. they can spend the money i i think they can absolutely go on another run think about how the cubs will be looking to take a step forward um think about the bounce backs that I think we'll all expect to see from the Cardinals, the Mets, the Padres, like you said about the Giants, they're going to look to make some additions and be more competitive next year. So it's and, and Arizona was the last team in in the National League. They had the sixth seed. It's going to have to they they have to. They have to definitely uh keep keep pushing, keep striving to get better. Let me ask you about the playoff format because that is something that came up a lot during this uh, this 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 postseason, um, the thought of you know, you don't have in every instance the lower seeded team lined up right against the top seeded team because of how it's formatted early. You have the layoff for the teams with a buy. Do do we have too many teams? 
what is your feeling after going through this thing uh, on the playoff format? Are you happy with it? Would you like to see some changes? Is there a way to change it at all? Are we stuck with it? Your thoughts on 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 what we've got for our our playoffs right now? I would say I kind of lean a little both ways on it. Sure, mm-hmm. I think you could always tinker with the schedule a little bit, but you know, like uh, you know, the great Billy Bean once said, "Adapt or die." You know, and to me, you know, if this is what it is, these teams have to figure out a way. At the end of the day, after seeing what the Astros have done the last couple of years with this format, you know, the Astros have still found a way. So I think these other teams are going to have to find a way too. Mm -hmm. to me. I don't know if that means you need to prepare a little differently. If you need to, you know, go at, go about your scouting reports differently, whatever it is. To me, I think they're going to have to adjust to the times. And, you know, it. I think it's just kind of, it's almost, it's easy to look at the playoff format and the, you know, the, the days of rest in between. Yeah. The players do like their routines, um, which again, I, I think you could tinker the schedule a bit. Sure. There's always spots you can fix it. And, um, but I, I think they're also going to have to adapt too. you know, that, so that might be a boring answer kind of going both ways a little bit, but I'm just, I guess I'm just trying to offer a realistic approach, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's hard to think of any changes, drastic changes. It's one of those pick your poisons. Do you want to get to skip around? Well, if you do, yeah. you might get a little rustic because your pitchers' routines yeah. will get messed up. Your hitters won't be seeing pitches, uh, you know, for three or four days. I mean, the the only thing I don't like, and I don't have the fix. Uh, the, 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 the fix that I have, nobody would go for, uh, fans or teams. I, I wish that we could get to a point where if you could, if you have the best record in the American league, if you have the best record in the national league, the number one seed is automatically in the LCS. And then there's like a mini tournament for the other spot in the LCS. But the problem is that's like at least a week of a layoff for that number one team. So would a team, would a team say, you know, Oh, we get to, we get to basically just fast forward to the LCS, even though we're off for eight or nine days. Sure. We'll do that. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll stay crisp. That means all we have to do is win four games and we're in the world series, but the layoff, the, I mean, quite frankly, the ownership, the missed revenue of not having those extra that extra round in your stadium. That's the one thing that still, and this is from, you know, growing up, being a, a little kid and, and seeing how it worked, where really it was the two best teams just went head-to-head in the ALCS or the NLCS, and then, and then the World Series happened. We have all these rounds. We have all these wild cards. We have all these extra teams. So it is a gauntlet to make it through. The Atlanta Braves have to win around before they could even get to the NLCS and that team that they play may be tuned up from that wild card round. So yeah, I, yeah, it's tough yeah. to find, it's tough to find a fix here. That's going to make everybody happy. Yeah. You know, and it, and it, it kind of does just make me think back to when they introduced the one game wild card playoff. I remember people, you had a lot of people up in arms about it saying like, oh man, like, you know, 
you're taking away the prestige, you're adding more playoff teams. And, mm-hmm. and I, I remember, you know, back then thinking when they added that extra wild card team, I kind of remember talking with a buddy of mine. I'm like, you know, what, what, what what's going to stop them from adding more down the road? You know, right. I think they, I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if you see like some kind of a tournament at some point one day down the road. I remember saying this back in whatever it was, 2012 or 2013. I can't remember, but mm-hmm. um, you know, but what I do miss is, you know, my baseball, my heavy, hardcore baseball watching days started in right around 2003 and 2004. That was when you had just the team that had basically the the next best record at the division winners. They won the wild card. There wasn't a wild card game. There wasn't a round. Mm-hmm. Looking back and you go back to those playoffs and you go back to how, you know, the the small amount of teams that were in it did feel almost more prestigious at the time. And you can yeah. just go look back at the ratings, you know, and mm-hmm. sure it is a different time. Now people are streaming more, you know, it, it's a different culture these days when people consume their entertainment. So I do think you have to factor that in. And I think with major league baseball, that's something, you know, I see a lot of people talking about the blackouts. I see a lot of people saying, you know, it's just hard to, for them to really get into their own team for someone that's in Vegas and, you know, they're blacked out from all these different teams, you know, they can't even watch baseball out there. And uh, you know, some parts of like Illinois where they, they can't even watch the Cubs, you know, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, So I think major league baseball, I I think there's a, uh, there's a, there's a deeper issue. It's not, I wouldn't say you just point towards the format necessarily. I'm always someone where you look at multiple avenues, right? I don't think it's just one thing. But I do, looking back, I do miss the prestige of those playoffs. They felt special. They felt, you know, they just felt, had some oomph to it. You know, it was, yeah, no, you're right. It it was bigger. Yeah. It was bigger because the games meant more. I mean, and and mine goes back even before that. Uh, You know, I can remember being, uh, you know, a, a kid watching the Blue Jays. Uh, and the White Sox yeah. in 1993. I remember the Blue Jays and the A's in 1992. Yeah. And though it was, there was so it, it was so big because the winner went to the World Series. Like the regular season was over, they played around, and the winner went to the World Series. It was so big, you were thrust right into it. And now we are at a spot where it's just. Just we, we already just get in because it's a post season. It's not just it, it's the second season. And, you know, you, the NBA was doing it long before baseball did it. So it was almost inevitable. Again, like you said, as soon as that first wild card team got in, it was coming. And listen, uh, next CBA, it, it's going to probably expand again. I have a feeling we will add another team. I think we'll have four oh, wild dear. cards. Yeah, I, I, it, we'll have we'll have half of the league get in because there's money uh, for the teams, there's money for the networks, there are certainly bonuses that players could achieve, and there's just so much at stake. But what ends up getting watered down is the the actual experience of the postseason. We could have incredible rounds, but. Yeah. It's just different. And, and again, this is not something that we're saying this is how it should be. It's just, it was really great when it was like that. I understand that we're not going to go back to that. 
Because yep. the, once once the, the, the toothpaste is out of the tube, you can't put it back in there, right? Uh, so we're here. It's just about making sure we are doing what we have in the best manner. And was this the best manner? I think it's about as good as it can get, considering where we're at right now in terms of yeah. the number of teams and how we're trying to make, we're trying to reward teams for doing well during the regular season. You get a buy, you get to skip the wild card round. Mm. So we're, we're doing They're, they're doing their best. And I don't think there's a, a better way than what they have right now, considering yeah. everything. It's just crazy to think, you know, I think it was 1981 or 82, one of those years. That was when we first saw the expansion of the playoffs. We saw the division round come into play. Right. It's funny to think at one point in time, you know, the top two teams to in the it. American League and the top two teams in the National League, you went straight to the championship series, basically, from the regular season. And the winner of those went to the World Series. So, you know, you know what I, I would I would be in favor of this. I would similarly similarly to how the WBC comes around every four years. Hmm. I would be in favor if they just said, you know what, every four years, that's how we're going to do it. <laughs> it's not yeah. gonna happen, but every four years, we are just we're we're gonna we're gonna change it. And there's no wild cards. It's number one versus number one. And Every four years, that's what we do. It's never going to no, happen. But I it honestly, would be. I mean, you know, like you know, I think it's you know funny. You have brought you brought up the WBC. If you go back to the ratings of that, it was very. It did very well. And yeah. I wonder at one point. I mean, <laughs> it would take a lot of negotiations. I wonder if they do go to some kind of a format like that, where you know, sure, you have this wild card round and everything. Yeah. But I wonder if they do go to like some kind of a pool play system at some point, because I, I feel like we've had that, you know, for so long with the with the World Cup in soccer. And we, we've mm -hmm. seen it with the WBC didn't seem, you know, sure. We did see a couple of upsets, you know, like obviously the Dominican Republic, that was a highly favored team. And, you know, they mm -hmm. lost, but but they lost to a really good team. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're not losing to they, they didn't lose to like Israel. You know, yeah. like it's. You saw, like, you know, sure, not all the best teams are going to win all the time, but you're not going to see – the WBC, to me, almost felt stronger when it came to the top teams that were left standing near the top, mm -hmm. whereas compared to this one, no no disrespect to the Diamondbacks, but it was just – I don't know. It, it just – like you said, you used the term watered down earlier. It, it just – it felt – the WBC – Comparing that to the playoffs, you had some fun moments in the playoffs, but the World Baseball Classic almost felt more special, right? And I know it had been a it's, bit compared, yeah. you know, to the last time we had seen the WBC. So maybe there was that mm -hmm. sort of fact, there was that factor coming into play, but because we didn't see it as often. But yeah. to me, I mean, I think a lot of people, you saw how amped people were for the WBC and, and right. for the final, you know, look yeah. how many people were involved. Obviously it's, all across the world so that is different but my point is is that you know it was a it was a superstar showdown with usa japan everyone was into it that yep. wasn't the case here and i know it is two teams and you know separate states in the united states so it's obviously different there but yep. you know what i mean there was no, this, I, like, I like there was a there was a feeling behind it you know and i, I like, like major league baseball they need to somehow capture that so I, I like where I like where your head where your head's at with that. And, and I would love for them to 
maybe that's what they do. Like we're not committing to this. We're going to have a year where we experiment with it. And if it blows up in our face, everybody understands that this was an experiment to see what this looks like, but let's go with the, we will have a WBC playoff format in major league baseball. We will experiment with that for one year in the current CBA, right? Cause that's how it gets worked in it. it listen, we're in fairytale land. This is never going to happen. But if they were to yeah. experiment with that, that would not be a bad option. And it would be fantastic to see how that could play out as the tournament to crown the World Series champion. But yeah, yeah. And and look at the and you know, look at the way they did the pool play system where you still had the powerhouse teams yeah. in the pools early on. And you yeah. know, so if you'd use that system in major league baseball. Yep. They're not getting that, that layoff. Right. Yep. And you know, it's, uh, I don't know. There's all, I know there's going to be people that are listening to this and think, no, it would never work. But I wonder at some point, I don't know. You go to that. I think you could try it. Like, and you could let more teams in like you, yeah. uh, but based on the pools, you, you would in theory, maybe have to let a couple of more teams in yeah. just to make sure that you can create some more lopsided games for the number one teams in each pool. You know, if, if if you're above 500, you're in. Just make it to 500 after 162 games. You're in. We will create the pool play around that. But I mean, the problem is with the CBA, they almost are committing to that for like a four or five year period. And I think that there would be too much fear, too much worry about that completely imploding. And then what do we do now? They don't want to commit to something like that. A, a big drastic change. Everything that has been changed with the postseason has been in baby steps, right? It, it's been baby steps. We'll add one more team. We'll add two more teams. Well, we'll add one more team. But the thing basically stays the same. Um, Yeah, the playoff format, I think people will always complain about it. Let me, now that we're done, postseason's done. Playoffs are done. Now we start to focus on the offseason. Give me your thoughts on this offseason. What are you looking forward to? How do you feel about the free agent crop? Is this just going to be the Otani offseason and everybody else fades into the background? I don't need any predictions from you. I know you'll probably have a predictions video or two down the road, and I don't want to steal any thunder from that. <laughs> but give me your just general thoughts on this upcoming offseason. This is clearly the Shohei Otani show. It's yeah. like, because when you look at the free agents after Shohei Otani, sure. You got some pretty strong, you know, pictures after that with Nola, right? Mm -hmm. You got Montgomery, who's, you know, coming off a World Series championship. You, you know, you got Sonny Gray. You know, you, you got some pretty good pitching up there. You got Yamamoto as well. So there's definitely some strong pitching. When it comes to the position players, you know, a little little weaker, right, than some of the top mm -hmm. pictures. So you got guys like, you know, Bellinger, Chapman there. Yep. But clearly – all eyes are going to be on Otani because we've never seen a player like this. We we've never, I don't think we, we're ever going to see an off season like this. Like yeah. after, after we're done with whoever, wherever he signs, I don't, I don't know, man, it's going to be a long time before we ever see it. Who, who knows if we ever see a player like that again, mm -hmm. enter the free agent market. I think this is a one of a kind free agent market. You know, and it's all because of one player. Right. And I, it's easily the Shohei Otani show. Uh, I do think there is really good talent out there that can really change the course of a team. You know, like someone like Aaron Nola, sure, he had his bumps this year, 
but that's a guy who could really fortify a rotation and could get a team to the next level. No, sure, didn't work out with the Phillies in this postseason, but you saw what he could do in the postseason. If they had gotten to that World Series, <laughs> you know, you want to talk about the World Series, you know, what, could that World Series have been better if it was Rangers and the Phillies? I digress. But Nola, I think, is a game changer out there. Yeah. You know, and then you got someone like Montgomery who just clearly – just got himself a lot richer in yes. this postseason. Yes. You know, someone like Sonny Gray could really fortify the middle of a rotation out there. You know, Cody Bellinger, a huge bounce back season for him. He could easily lift an offense up out there. So there's definitely a lot of good players that will make teams better. But it's all about Shohei Otani. And I'm not just saying yeah. that to try and, you know, get a little bit of a ratings kick here. It just is, you know, yeah. and, and, and we can sit here and be like, oh, wow, Matt Chapman. Cool, signed a five-year deal with the Tigers or whatever. No one cares because they want to see where Otani goes. <laughs> so. That's probably that's probably what's going to happen now. Matt Chapman to the Tigers, five-year deal. Awesome. They've I got just... some. They they have some money to spend. And yeah. if memory serves me correct, they <laughs> Torkelson. Uh, I think they could use a third baseman if memory serves me correct. I may I'm be blanking saying. on somebody. I've, but, yeah. I've accidentally. I've accidentally made predictions. I, I mean, I'm just yeah. saying. I think I, yeah. I think I did it when we talked about the uh, the ALCS NLCS. I think I accidentally said. Remember, because I was accidentally talking about the Diamondbacks or whatever it was, and then I was like, "Oh wait, hold on a second. I'm talking about the wrong team." And uh, right anyway, right. But, no, I remember that. Yes, yes, yes. That's what we were talking about. I don't know. You're I'm just, just, no, we were, talk, you were talking about Phillies and Diamond. We were talking about Phillies, and I think Phillies and Braves. And you started giving me Diamondbacks players, and <laughs> yeah, that I was ended like, wait, up being that, that was the um, NLCS. But, uh, yeah, you know, it, yes, there are some guys out there that, you know, yeah, they're definitely going to make your team better. Yeah. I'm excited for this offseason. As a Red Sox fan, this is a yeah. huge offseason for us. Signing Craig Breslow to be yep. our new guy. Hi, uh, he's now in the lead role. I'm excited to see what he does. He seems like a guy, the, you know, listening to his press conference today, mm -hmm. this seems like someone who's really just going to go. Uh, like, I wouldn't be surprised tomorrow, a couple days, you're yep. already making some phone calls, right? I'm not sure what the rules are, but yeah, um, I'm sure as soon as he can, he's going to be making phone calls. I think Craig Breslow is a guy that he just seems like he's already dialed in, just listening him to, to him today. I'm excited to see what the Red Sox do. And ownership, they said, hey, he's got – he has the path to go sign guys, right? Yep. So – I'm very curious to see what my Red Sox do. What do the Yankees do? Do they mm -hmm. just keep sitting on their hands? You know, sure, they've have made some big signings, but are they gonna make the signings that are gonna put them back into that, you know, high caliber team that's yeah. getting into the postseason every year? You know, that it's weird with the Yankees. They have all these players, but they just feel like a dead team right now. And yeah. so, there's a lot to look forward to in this offseason and the trade market, you know, all of a yeah. sudden seems like at one point in time, it seemed like Juan Soto was never going to get traded. And it feels like every day you wake up now, there's a new Juan Soto trade rumor. It doesn't well, matter where he goes, how many times no. he's been traded. It doesn't that's, matter. It seems like, yeah. And, so. and, and and that's where, that's, I think there is one man that could crash the Shohei Otani offseason show. And that is Juan Soto. And yeah. there have been some rumors kicking up. Uh, you know, we got the Padres taking out loans where we have reports of the Padres wanting to get their payroll down to around 200 million. You can't do that if Juan Soto is on the roster. So 
Do you see Soto getting dealt this offseason? And, and if so, do you have a couple of teams that you maybe have pinpointed as potential landing spots? I like, I just need to say this first because I just find it so funny that they had to take out a loan. Because it's yes. like, we have yeah. been reacting to all of these moves for the last few years that they've been making. And mm -hmm. at some point, we were like, where the heck are they getting this money from? It, it was, was running like, out. And now it's just so funny when you look back on everything. It's, um, but with that, I mean, is that maybe speaking? I don't know. Are we overblowing that kind of a story? Is it just like, is it a hot? Well, it's the TV money. It's the TV money. It's the, it's the, they lost that that fifty million dollars or the the thirty or forty whatever. I think it was forty that they were supposed to be getting from their RSN. It's gone, and that is certainly money that you uh, account for when right. you are building your your, your yeah. financials. Uh, sounds like the accounting department didn't do uh, their due diligence, I, I suppose. But um, yeah. I think it's weird with the Padres because they are still a team with a lot of talent, but a good organization should always be looking at the present, but also be looking at the future as well. And with Soto, you haven't really been able to get anything done extension wise. Mm -mm. You know, if you that's the question is, can you trade Soto and still be a contender? I think they could. I think they still could get some wins there. I, obviously, Soto is going to make you better. But at the same time, though, are they going to be able to sign him to an extension? Uh, the way I, I, my gut says that they probably end up hanging on to him, right? And, and they just go for it. They've made all these moves. And, you know, you've, you already had to give up so much for him. And at the end of the day, it's like, are you really going to take back, you know, 40 cents on the dollar? Right. He lost a lot of value, not because the, the player he is, but he's lost those years of control. And, mm -hmm. you know, obviously he's getting paid more now the, the, every year, the better he gets, you know, and I was, I think an estimated 33 million for this coming year right. for arbitration. So, yeah. you know, it's not going to take as much as it did to get him from the nationals a couple of years ago. It, it still will take a decent package, but it's going to come nowhere close to what, yeah the nationals ended up getting for him. So my yeah. gut says they probably hang on to him, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they moved him because, because you could, you could back it up. You can give reasons to why it is a, it is a smart move to make to at least get something back for him. You know, something, maybe you can get a return, someone that you can put in your lineup now, and then maybe get a, get back a couple of prospects as well. Like the Yankees, I think, could be a great landing spot for him. The Yankees, they want to mm -hmm. add some offense. They want to have a, a potent middle of the order with Judge and Soto. Mm -hmm. I mean, my goodness. You, I mean, I know Anthony Rizzo is not Juan Soto, but that is a player as a lefty bat that you can just send back. Yeah, and sure, he's not Juan Soto by any means, but mm -hmm. good clubhouse guy. You know, a player like that, whoever's trading for, if they are to come up with a trade, you could send a player like that back to give them something for their lineup but also give them some prospects too that they can build on for the next few years. And so, yeah. you know, I, I'm honestly, I'm 50, 50 with Soto. I, I really don't know what to think, mm -hmm. you know, what's going to happen with Corbin Burns. What do the brewers do with him? Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like, I think it really depends. Are, are the brewers going to be going in a different direction here? You know, what's happening with, with council, you know, Stearns is gone now. Like what happens with the brewers? You lost Woodger for a whole year. Do you keep Burns to help you compete? The Brewers have always been that kind of a team where they don't really strip things down. They keep their best team on the field as possible. But is this a moment where Corbin Burns is one year away? 
do you trade him or do you keep him maybe until the deadline? You know, put your best foot forward going into the season, see what you can do. If you're not in it, trade him at the deadline. So I could see something like that. Does Bieber end up staying? You know, we've seen the Guardians before where they move guys that are, you know, a year out from free agency. So maybe Bieber could be a candidate. There's going to be definitely there's there's a good amount to chew into this offseason, whether if it's free agency, trades. I still think it's going to be a very fun offseason, even though Shohei Otani is clearly the headline guy by a mile and 10, yeah. 10, 10 miles. My goodness. He's going to be so yeah. good. He's going to be so fun. The, the, the free agency at the top, it feels very top heavy. It does. And when it starts to thin out, we will see trades. And I think there will be teams that get to a point where that's, that's the only way for them to make the major significant impact. Once the top five starting pitchers are off the board, once the top three or four bats are off the board, mm-hmm. then you may see some trend, you know, so some traction on Juan Soto, on mm-hmm. Anthony Santander, on mm-hmm. Jonathan India, on players we've heard rumors about. They may pick up after the free agency market maybe gets a little a little thin. Yeah. Um. Tell everybody that is out there listening one more time that if they have not yet, where they can find you and all of your content. You can find my potato self on YouTube. Just my name, Robbie Hyde. Just look it up. I'm the ginger that will just stick out on the page and you can't miss me on there. But yeah, we're talking baseball every day. Uh, Well, no more actual baseball right now. We're more off season now. We're diving into that. So yeah, a lot of off season content coming up. A lot of streaming coming up, a lot of videos, a lot of uh, rumor kind of videos and streams coming up with trade proposals, coming up with free agent scenarios, you know, just really diving into it. It's just, just like every other uh, every other offseason we've had, it's going to be another fun one. I'm excited for it. So, If you haven't yet, find him on YouTube, Robbie Hyde. Guys, thank you for coming in and listening. I do appreciate you spending some time taking it out of your busy day and lending us your ears. Thank you for coming in. Make sure, if you have not yet, to turn the automatic downloads on so you get that content and help us grow. Subscribe, rate, and review the pod. That is going to do it for the Barrel Up podcast this time, everybody. Stay close. More pods coming your way. Thank you guys for coming in. As always, Catch you next time.